0: Everyone, welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a non Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and
1: struggles through our free-of-charge,
0: biblically-based residential program.
1: That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free so on mercy talk we want to tackle real life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years to
0: find out more go to mercymultiplied.com you can also find us on instagram facebook
1: or twitter at mercy multiplied Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk today. We hope that you've been enjoying this month and all of our discussion on the topic of identity, as well as we hope that you had a great Thanksgiving last mm-hmm. week. We were really intentional about taking some time to record a show on gratitude that we hope was just a blessing to you. Um, we know that the Thanksgiving holiday can get pretty busy, so some of you may have joined us, some of you may not have, but we're grateful that you're back with us today. So as we wrap up this month on identity, we thought we would spend some time kind of doing a little testimony. Often we'll bring in other People mm-hmm. to do testimony, but we looked at each other and we thought we have testimonies, we have stories. <laughs> We're great to let yeah. other people share theirs, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we, we have. Stuff. We also have Brooke in studio with us today, sharing some of her story as well. And so today our heart with this is kind of just talking through our own personal journeys to a place of healthy identity. Mm -hmm. Now that does not mean we've arrived and we have it all together, but we all are in a place that we've learned some things. The Lord's been showing some things to us either in the past or even recently about what it looks like to walk in a place of healthy identity in Christ Mm -hmm. as daughters of God. And so we really just wanted to kick off some time sharing about that today. Yeah. So, Mel, you want to take it away? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> picking everything me first. about your I life. always go to my you left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, man, I just, I think I know we always, always, always say this to people whenever we do series, but I really would encourage people to not just land on right. this one because I feel like the teaching of Pastor Mike that was posted on the first week of this month mm-hmm. and then those um, shows that we did with them, there's just so much gold in there. Yeah. And every time I hear a teaching on identity or anything about this topic, it just hits home with me because mm-hmm. I just feel like it's something that we're all continually on a journey yeah. with. Um and there have been moments of breakthrough, but then there's just this ongoing like I have to remember every single day mm-hmm. who I am because I'm so tempted by the world and tempted by the enemy to believe things that aren't actually true about myself, That's or right. that I'm actually all of my identity is in this one thing instead of actually being being a daughter of God Mm -hmm. and that's that is my identity and so I just think it's something we can all like we have to daily regularly go back to so I just feel like man if you did not get to hear those first three weeks please go back um because there's just so much good stuff in there but I always go back to um I think probably (laughs) I can think of a million different stories in my life where identity has become a thing that I had to look at again like wait oh I was putting so much of my worth and value and identity in that yeah. And that thing. And I need to be aware of that. But really, I, I always go back to what I think has been the biggest thing for me personally in my own journey. And that was something that did actually start, I mean, way back. Mm-hmm. And I know for a lot of people, <laughs> identity is something that has been like kind of a lifelong thing. And yeah. there are things that you learn as a child and when you're young about who you are and how the world sees you and you tend to believe what the world says about you. And we've talked about that a lot yeah. in this series. But for me, um, I, I really started struggling with who I was like way young. I mean, it was, it was third grade when I started going to a new school. And I kind of was basically experiencing getting bullied at this new school, new kid, new school, you know, starting to get into those really awkward yeah. years. Oh. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Um, but, you know, girls start getting really mean. And, and I just started gathering this message over the course of time through school. That I think the biggest one. There were a lot, but I think the biggest one was that I'm inferior to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm less than everybody else. And so I remember actually, just a couple of years after that experience, um, and you know, over the course of two years, that can keep building and building and building. And I remember in the fourth grade, I I can tell the whole long, dramatic story of this spelling bee that I was part of, but I won't. I'll spare all of you. (laughs) If you'd like more information, just email us at (laughs) Mercy Talk.
2: um, Somebody's going game, though.
0: It's it's powerful. It's really powerful. I won the fourth grade spelling bee at my school. And um, I just remember, like, we did it in front of the whole school, and all of my classmates and all of these people come rushing around me. They're cheering. They're so excited. And I had this moment, like, something just clicked in me that was like, oh, my goodness, when I am awesome at stuff and when I win stuff, I'm valued, Hmm. I'm seen, I'm no longer inferior. Like, literally, I'm superior, I won. You know, like, this this started to fill that thing in me that was – you know, it was lies. And mm-hmm. it was just uh, something that I was trying to get and, and earn. And so I I carried that on. I mean, I look at junior high, high school, college. I was that kid who won everything they did. Mm-hmm. I was the best at everything they did. I wasn't okay with just being like the, I think, was it the vice president of our choir i had to be the president of the choir i wasn't okay with being third chair all state you have rankings chair. in your choir. oh yeah, oh,
2: yeah. okay okay <laughs> what school you went to uh, yeah i mean it i get the first deal. chair thing but like president <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> what dictations do you like, <laughs> like we'll talk later okay.
0: <laughs> i you like I, sing couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't i couldn't not be the high scorer on the team, right? That night, I couldn't not get the highest grade in the class. Like, my identity, and my worth, were tied to always being the best at everything. And if I did anything that I wasn't going to be the best at, I like, I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. I, I can't be awesome at that, so I'm not doing it. You yeah. know, and it just it was, it was such a stronghold for me, and I didn't even know it was happening. But my identity was solely in being successful and being able to accomplish and win mm-hmm. and i carried that on into my adulthood i always joke about how i just thought it was like you know a spirit of excellence that the lord had put upon <laughs> my life i did not think this was a problem at all that i was a perfectionist and that i you know like i just thought that's a way i'm wired i guess it's how it is and i remember doing a study oh my goodness what was it oh um it's called a sacred the sacred romance mm-hmm. it's john eldridge yep
1: And Brent Curtis, I think. Um, Oh,
0: such a powerful Mm -hmm. book! And I just remember, I just did it one time on my own, and I didn't even—I wasn't even prepared for what was going to happen because it unpacked some of this for me, and the Lord revealed to me, no, no, no. this isn't just like a wiring there's part of this that's natural wiring for excellence but there's a huge part of this that is bondage and Mm -hmm. that you believed a lie about who you are and um so i had to go back and like start digging up where did this even come from where did this happen and i was like oh my word that fourth grade spelling bee i'll never forget (laughs) but you beat a fifth grader mel yeah i did changed everything i did beat a fifth grader everyone (laughs) Sorry, Natalie. Uh, But anyway, I just like when I realized that and when I realized that that had been something that had been operating in my life for over 25 years at that time, it was crazy because it was like, I'm so wired to think this way now. How do I ever undo this? It Mm -hmm. felt almost impossible to undo this way of thinking. And so, I mean, as as cliche as it sounds, that process of renewing my mind to the truth of who I was and how God sees me, and even having to go back to me as a third grader being bullied and having to ask the Lord, Lord, what were you saying over me yeah. in that moment? I believed this in that moment, but what were you saying and what were you seeing? And and having to literally, I think for me, as far as the practical end of it goes it just all came down to awareness like mm-hmm. I ne- I had to become aware of what was happening and so walking that I don't know that I would have ever become aware of that if something hadn't prompted me into that like it was yeah. really that study that helped me go back and say what are some of the woundings I've experienced in my life what did I believe out of that and then what did I turn to And I realized, oh my word, I turned to success, accomplishments, winning. And so it just all became clear. And once I was aware that that was happening, now even to this day, I have to like, when I hear that thing or feel that thing rising up in me, like, why do I care so much about being the best at this? Or why do I care so much about winning this or being successful or having this title or having, why do I care? I have to always go back to, whoa, you're going back to that place. You're believing that thing again. And I have to renew my mind again. Um, and so I can see drastic growth in that area of my life over the last decade, but it still is something that can easily creep in and so it 's awareness for mm-hmm. me that is the biggest thing that i've had to because i you know I know how to practically renew my mind like that is a very practical process that. We walk people through and Keys to Freedom. We have a billion podcasts on it. I'm yeah. sure we talk about that all the time. So I knew that process, but the other key was being aware of when that was happening and when that thing was creeping in and then having very practical things to immediately address it with and combat mm-hmm. it with. Um, so that's kind of been uh, for me. Like I said, I could probably think of about 50 more yeah. areas where I've had to grow in identity, but that's probably been the biggest for me. That's a huge yeah.
2: one. Yeah.
1: Brooke. How about oh, you? <laughs> now I'm looking to my yeah. left. Yeah. yeah. Now she's looking to her left.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I you know, I know I've mentioned I mentioned these or this at um Empower, but you know, my life was very interesting because, you know, fifth generation preacher's kid, mm-hmm. my dad's a psychologist, my mom's a social worker, and I'm an only child. And so there's just a lot of... That's a lot of dynamics. Lot right? of just super jacked really up. should write a book. Yeah, book. yeah. I mean, really, guys, it's amazing that I'm here before you today. Um, but yeah, so, you know, so much identity tied up in that. And I mean, there were, you know, and I'm 100% sure my dad will never listen to this, but I really remember a point where he was like, you're an Owen's you should be better than everyone. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Just everybody? Just just be better than everybody. Okay. And I took it, you know. And so, but then, so then when it didn't work out and right. I wasn't, be- you know, there was just kind of this conflict. Mm. And that's not, obviously now looking back, you know, we've <laughs> reconciled a lot of things. <laughs> um, you know, and his whole thing was just always do your best. Like, mm-hmm. I just want you to always try your best. And, you know, anyway. Um, but that's not what, you know seven-year-old brooke heard um sure. uh, <laughs> <It> translated <laughs> but, a little differently. yeah I mm-hmm. did so you know um but I, more recently actually for me has been um figuring out and we talk about like our identity in christ but also actually knowing who he is like you i i just realized like i can't have my identity in christ if i don't Mm. really know who he is. And so, um, and I mentioned this, uh, this summer I went to actually was able to, we were in uh, Sacramento and drove up to Bethel and just wanted to go to a service and reading and see what, you know, all the hullabaloo was about. (laughs) Uh, and it's pretty solid. And so we went and basically there was just uh, a lot of things going on in my life. And this is now I'm looking at how it's just funny how God works. This was also prepping me for some things to come. Um, But basically, the Lord just spoke to me very, very clearly there. Uh, The message message was about how the Lord is unchanging. Mm -hmm. And it just really challenged all the ways that I see him shift based off of what I am doing, Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm, working harder being the best doing all the things he's good if i'm not you know and if Mm -hmm. i I would have talked about that overtly i would have been like no of course he doesn't change but that's not true there was really a root belief in my heart and in my life that he feels differently about me based off of yeah what i'm doing moment to moment yep and that by the way doesn't really lead to a lot of stability and so you know Just realizing that when each new situation would come up, I I would, I was kind of just riding this roller coaster of emotion and I'm a pretty steady person, you know, and at at my core. And so, but I was like, oh, I'm actually not like, I'm not that steady. And and I'm just praying with him in this moment. And he just basically said, he was like, you go back and forth and you don't trust. And then you're worrying and you're doing all these things because you don't actually know who I am. Wow. (laughs) Which is really fun when you work here and are like, you know, you're like, I'm so spiritually far along. And, uh, <laughs> you know, guys, so, nope, that's not true. And so mm. really having to dig in to figuring out who he is, yep. one, and really honestly just repent from like, oh, you don't change. You are the same and, and digging into, you know, I've been talking about this a lot, but taking some of our words back as Christians, like the word submission, that's not a bad word. Mm -hmm. Obey is not a bad word, you know, and, and really what came up for me was the word effort Mm -hmm. and that effort is not, you know, uh, bondage, I guess if, you know, or like, Um, striving right effort and striving are not the same thing like a relationship with the Lord takes effort and that's a good thing Mm -hmm. not being bound up you know trying to figure out how do I do this how do I pray right how do I you know um, all of those things and so I've just really been wrestling with that and and kind of redefining some words and taking them back from where I feel like the enemy's really just manipulated our faith Um, and so yeah like it takes you know effort to be in relationship with him and that's such a good thing just like I'm happy to Mm -hmm. make an effort to be in relationship with Scott Mm -hmm. you know most days um (laughs) and so you know I was waiting for the caveat most days I'm very happy to make that effort no you know or with my son or with you know my friends Mm -hmm. or you know that's fine but when it's with the Lord you know it's kind of like can yeah. you just be there when I'm uncomfortable? Thanks, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and but that doesn't sustain you, you know. And there needed to be a level of just really a um, solid, deep stability mm-hmm. in so my good, heart, though. and mm-hmm. um. So that's kind of that's what I've been, you know, walking through. And then, as usual, it gets tested
1: <laughs> mm. <As laughs> very usual. quickly
2: after, you know. And and he he did not do that by any means, but just realizing, you know, the stretching that that comes through that and. Also, what was really cool was to see I went through something that was probably one of the most difficult things I've gone through. Um, emotionally, not, you know, it wasn't super dramatic, but it just really challenged a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and realizing I walked through that in a pretty stable mm-hmm. place, like I actually didn't ride the waves all that much. Hmm. And, um, and so you could actually see the difference of just one moment of yeah. switching a belief and addressing a root system, you know, and just kind of ripping that out that... It just quickly changed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and as a counselor, I think sometimes, you know, we talk about like you've got to work on your stuff and you have to do that. But the truth is, if you if you let him get in there and dig it out, there's a very quick
1: yes, that's so true. shift,
2: you mm-hmm. know, and so that's kind of what we talk about. It may feel very uncomfortable. You know, we've ha- I've had people say, like, it's just the worst feeling in the world. I feel like I'm going to die you know, right, but you're not. Mm -hmm. You're really not. And what comes out of it is such a quick turnaround, Mm -hmm. you know, in that way. So. So good. I really encourage people to donate to Mercy Multiplied because first of all, the women who come through this program don't have to pay. They come in free of charge and everything is covered. It is a very intense program and there's a lengthy process and a lot that goes into it. And all these things cost money, these resources, but it changes lives. Understand this, although you may never meet a woman that comes into Mercy Multiplied, you're changing generations, you're changing their family, you're interrupting the cycle of what poverty, addiction, and negative situations have created and you're Interrupting that and affecting the next generation, and I believe maybe if you don't see it here, you will see the dots connected in heaven. You never know the one woman that you support here could be the woman that changes the world.
0: I think you're so right in that the things that you have put your own identity in is sometimes will so uh, color the way that you see God. Yeah, and, I
2: mean,
0: yeah. I mean, because I'm seeing so much of even what you've shared. In my experience as well of like, once I started putting all of my identity and success and accomplishments, I thought that God also put my worth in that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, then I'm going to be the best Christian you ever right. saw. I'll be That's the best right. on the basketball court. That's I'll right. be the best in the choir. I'll right. be the best student. I'm going to be the best Christian. Watch this, God. Watch me show yeah. you how amazing. I'm going to wear the
2: shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The fish re-
0: on the car. Uh huh. I'll be at every youth camp. Yeah. After youth camp, I would make a list of all the things I was going to do better. That's right. And be better at because and I
2: make a list of all the boys you're going to date next year. Just, that, just me. Yep. Okay. That's you. <laughs> I, was like, I got five days, guys. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kills you.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I the mean, things like, we're going to do for, for sure.
1: <laughs> felt like
0: he saw me and and. I mean I just shared this at the last empower workshop that we did that I am I am just now you know in my mid 30s starting to realize how much I have um like almost imagined the Lord seeing me as like a taskmaster mm-hmm. more than anything like as his workhorse yeah. right and that that's like my my real identity like not that I would have been able to verbalize Mm -hmm. that but that's what it was happening and I think it was coming from the lies and the junk that I believed about who I was and then out of that it was tainting how I saw him and how he saw me Mm -hmm. and so man having to get back to like do you know who I am yeah do you know how I see you and like if you don't know that then you'll never know who you are that's exactly right. and so 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 much of that yeah, it's kicking my tail right now. It's good. It's <laughs> it good, is good. And it's, I don't know, it's good that I'm I'm thankful, Brooke, that you're even sharing something that's just been very recent that's mm-hmm. hit. And I'm like, we're so, we are so all on this journey it's together. Yeah. Like, we have not arrived at a magical place. And you just keep growing and you keep healing it's and you keep so learning. True. And it's just so good. It's, it's rich. layer
1: upon layer. I makes think of that statement that there's a power in knowing who I am but also whose I am and I think for me I'm listening to y'all and I'm thinking it wasn't my identity wasn't so much in who I thought I was but who I wasn't Mm -hmm. there was such an unworthiness that I carried and if you know anything about my story I didn't have a dad and still don't he left when I was four and so I grew up the entire childhood with a single mom. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, anyone who knows anything knows when you don't have a father in your life, it Mm -hmm. dramatically impacts you and dramatically impacts your choices as you grow and all the layers that start to happen. And so fast forwarding through a lot of crazy, I hit a season in my life where I got married, I had kiddos and I started to realize like, I don't know you God as Mm -hmm. father God. Mm -hmm. Like I'm down with Jesus and Holy Spirit. I'm starting to figure out him a little bit, but Mm -hmm. father God, I don't trust you. I can't even pray the word father without getting angry. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like there was such a deep place in me that was just so, so broken from that place And the Lord just started to take me on a journey of helping me to understand that my worth and value comes from my understanding and my position to him as a daughter. But when you, and I remember there were so many times in my healing process, I'm like, Lord, I don't even have a grid for this. Like I don't have a father figure in my life. I've never experienced this. So how do I start to even learn you as father? Like, this is a great concept, but like, what does that even practically look like? And at that season, i thankfully I was married to a really wonderful dad and my first daughter was really young. And I remember just, the Lord would go, did you see how Juan just interacted with Kenna? And I'm like, yeah. He's like how he pulled her up on his like lap and then just cuddled on her and told her how much he loved her. Like, yeah, he goes, I want to do that with you. Mm -hmm. So all the different moments of going, okay, Lord, I have this example in front of me that's playing out that is just a picture of who you are and who you want to be with me. And then me having the very conscious choice and free will choice of going, okay, Lord, now I'm going to interact with you in that way. And I'm going to begin to forgive you for some things. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to forgive my dad for some things and just choose to move forward in a place and a position as a Daughter of God, and that it wasn't just head knowledge, it had to translate to my Mm -hmm. heart. And from that place, I mean, everything changes, at least for me. There was just that position of like, wow, my worth and value isn't based in any of these other things. Genuinely, it's based in my position as a daughter of God that I'm accepted, I'm loved, I'm a co heir, I'm all these things that we can go through our entire lives knowing in our heads, because this wasn't new biblical knowledge Mm -hmm, to me. I'd been raised enough and known enough of the word and known Jesus long enough that I knew these truths in my head, but there was no translation to my heart. And so I was operating so often from a place of unworthiness or shame or guilt or just so many things that did not align with who God said I was. But as I started to hear his voice and connect with him heart to heart and really have these interactions and just ask hard questions like, Lord, I don't know how I don't know how to be a daughter. Can you show me? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling y'all, I'm probably like, I guess, seven or eight years, probably almost a decade out from that initial place. And just really knowing it's just neat how when the Lord does a healing work, you then begin to carry it to other people. Mm -hmm. And how many conversations I've had with people, Mm -hmm. especially daughters that don't understand what it looks like to be a daughter of God. But on the flip side, I also get to be a really good mom. Mm -hmm. There's just this different place in me as a parent that if I understand my place as a daughter, every other area of my life is is impacted Mm -hmm. by that. And so I think my Mm -hmm. biggest encouragement with that, even on the practical place, and then maybe we can end on some practicals for listeners too, is that for me, it really was going, okay, God, I need you to begin to show me what this looks like. But I will also say, it's probably last month we were talking about a workbook that I walk through personally that's called Finding Father by wow. A.J. Jones. And it was really, really good because it hit on a lot of my misunderstanding of God as a father. Because if you never had one, it's hard. Or on the flip side, if you've had an abusive one, or yeah. if there's so mm-hmm, many mm-hmm. father wounds that can come, even, you know, mother wounds, there's just a place of going, okay, I need to understand you for who you are. Because like you said, Brooke, when I do, I then can understand who I am. Yeah. I don't know that we really can if we ha- don't have a mm-hmm. fuller, yeah. and it's constantly growing, but a fuller picture of God. Yeah. How do we understand our identity in Christ if we don't know who Christ is mm-hmm. or who he truly, truly is. But that workbook for me, I mean, it went after the orphan spirit. and went after a lot of things in my life that I didn't even have any knowledge or understanding of, mm-hmm. but God knew. And so I think my practical encouragements are that y'all just seek Jesus because he's going to show you, yeah. but also really be on the lookout for resources because what's neat is there's usually someone who's gone before you. This is not a new wheel. Do you know what I mean? There's someone who's lived and healed from this. And so really being on the lookout for the way the Lord will resource you because he's so faithful to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I like that you said that because I think so many times, I mean, and we, gosh, we've talked about that on here before, you know, but there's somehow that you're, you know, you're the only one Mm. that's ever done this or ever felt this way or had a, you know, had someone do this or is confused everybody else knows jesus you don't or everybody (laughs) else gets it you don't you know that and and that's just such it's just a lie you know and you really have to just kind of stand in your authority and go that's i don't know what the heck's going on but that's not true right (laughs) at least and so yeah there are and that is a great book i've just so many people i know have Mm -hmm. just been at find such found such freedom in that so i'm really glad you suggest I was about it. to
0: ask like for each of us, yeah. What have been maybe the most important resources in our own journey, specifically mm-hmm. in this area. Right. I know you mentioned that. I'll give you a minute, Brooke to think on it. But like I mentioned, I mean, and I don't even know if this one has a lot to do with identity per se, but it just was the thing that shifted for me was was the sacred romance. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will also say for anybody out there who was listening to, I guess, kind of Brooke and I were both sharing similar things about that place of striving and trying to earn something or trying to prove something. um, The book that I am literally smack dab in the middle of right now is Nothing to Prove by Jenny Allen. Mm. And, oh my goodness is it just oh it's been so powerful and it's like one of those things i'm gonna have to read and then reread and then journal and then read and pray like it's just so much there's so many rich things that are really connecting with me as someone who has struggled a lot with Mm -hmm. striving and performance and proving and showing god you know what i can do and all that so those have been two big ones for me Anything I, you can think of? I can throw out
1: another one oh if yeah, you're still thinking book. And that is one that we use in the home and we use across the board. If you look up Neil Anderson, it's his who I am in Christ statements. We mm-hmm. use those. Because reality is, a lot of what we'll be sharing is more focused on our specifics, but The truth of the matter is, if you just Google who I am in Christ statements, you're going to find a whole ton of statements that you can begin speaking over your life, no matter where you're coming from when it comes to identity. Because at the end of the day, the same things from scripture stand over each and every one of us, sons, daughters, period. Mm -hmm. So that's another tool, too, even if you're feeling like, okay, the things you guys have shared have been helpful, but maybe not my specific Mm -hmm. path. That is another um, and we have who resource. I am in
0: Christ statements on our website at oh, MercyMultiplied.com. dot com under
2: Freedom Tools. That's right. Go so, girl. <laughs> you can find one there. Yep. Love it. Well, so mine is the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you would. No, I'm actually. Li- <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I. Yeah. Um. No. I do have. I'm trying to actually. I'm looking for it on Amazon right now. I don't know. Well, you guys know this about me, but I. I read. Lots like a yeah, two to three books books. a week, so there's kind of a lot of (laughs) I don't um, understand
1: how there's enough time.
2: (laughs) There's it's because I try not to sleep. Um, got it, that's really my goal every day. Um, (laughs) just to get things done. I'm sorry, guys, but there is a I think it's a keep looking, darn it. Yeah, I'm gonna find it, but I will say, say this too. I think, um, not just a book, but but being in relationship with people, Mm -hmm. um, and that are honest with me yeah. has probably been the most impactful. Mm-hmm. Like I can read something and look, Oh gosh, this is going to sound, but guys, I went through uh, keys to freedom mm-hmm. when we, yeah, when we published it, I did. And that, you know what it did for me because I'm so busy reading for other people or, mm-hmm. you know, just as a, in my profession or teaching or whatever. And that, required me to sit down and think about myself by myself with the lord Mm -hmm. and it just brought up a whole lot of things that you know i just kind of been putting at bay yeah as i'm as i'm looking really good over here on the right you know over there on the left were you know some things that need to be brought up so that actually frankly started kind of this opening up of of identity because this has definitely Mm. been a journey you Mm -hmm. know on that so i'm gonna be honest with you on that but i'm gonna find this i will
0: say like as far as maybe one last practical thing personally that i would encourage people with is is that um you know when you're talking about keys to freedom and jen you were talking earlier about how things had to go from head knowledge to heart knowledge yeah. and and we say that a lot but I think some people are just like how mm-hmm, do I good. do that you know and yeah. I know for me personally and this is how we really set up that Keys to Freedom resource is that it took me going and like hearing like in my spirit from the Holy Spirit. Like it it couldn't be words on a page. Like it's nice to download who I am in Christ statements and read them out loud. But if you do not hear the father speaking those words over you, then Mm -hmm. it doesn't ever get down in your spirit. Like it just stays in the head. And so for me, knowing to go knowing how to go to the Lord, to listen to him, Mm -hmm. to listen to Holy Spirit, to let him speak these things over me. That's when things started shifting at a deep level inside of me it wasn't just words on a page anymore right, it wasn't just good. like an exercise I was doing every day to renew my mind like it was like I had I had to go and hear spirit to spirit yeah. these things and that was when it went beyond head knowledge yep. into a deeper place yeah. so
2: good uh, okay I found the book I did okay and it was <laughs> So other than the Bible and keys to freedom, <laughs> um, it's a, uh, it's actually a, it's a book called declarations unlocking your future um, by Steve Backlund. And so actually what that did for me, so he just has all of these declarations to speak over your life. And it's Super very similar cool. to, you know, renewing the mind. And, but what it did was it really started. Um, Cause I was like, we're going to do this. I think we did it for like 30 days and, you know, Scott and I, and maybe the whole church, I don't know. But what it did was start really challenging what I believe God wants for me, right? Because people get really uncomfortable when you start mm-hmm. talking. They don't like it when you tell them Jesus loves them. Yeah. Not really, mm-hmm. right? It's And even I was one of those, he loves me. Great, what do I need to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Do what do I need it? to do for him? Mm-hmm. How do I earn it? And mm-hmm. you even mentioned like being, right, I'm his workhorse. And mm-hmm. what in this last season too, what I realized is, oh, I had come into agreement that that's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. see, that worked out for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My life's all right mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then but he was like okay on paper yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about between you and I you know do we know each other do you yeah. know me and that sort of thing and so that was one of those it wasn't specifically speaking to a place in my life but I think just opening me up to really pressing in and challenging the Lord kind of or him challenging me vice versa um, <laughs> about what do you really want for me? Like, yeah. do you really want all of these good things? And is it based off of just your love or me working really hard, you know? And then I realized that I didn't want to not work hard for it. Mm-hmm. And so then we had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So we're still, still we're layers. Just, it still finds a way yeah. to creep. up. Yeah. There layers. it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless.
0: So. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, Guys, this was fun. Yeah. yeah. We don't get to do just much story time with <laughs> each other. <so>. Story time <laughs> or new things about y'all today. Yeah. Um but, man, this has been a really great month. I'm really yeah. excited about I mean, this topic is, like I said, just something that hits, obviously, home with every single one of us at some level. Mm-hmm. Either we're walking through it now or we just got finished walking through it we're about to. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, again, we just encourage you, if you haven't been able to hear the rest of the, the shows this month, we encourage you to do that. Um, man, we are about to be entering into the Christmas season here we go it's wild so we're excited (laughs) about some just fun Christmassy if you will Mm -hmm. shows coming up this next month but we hope that you've enjoyed uh, this series on identity and hope that you'll join us again next
1: week we hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five star review.
0: We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country, and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.